Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Welcome to our very first episode of 2019. This is Screen Heroes. My name is Ray. I am joined by my two very uh, handsome hosts, Ryan. Hello. And Derek. Hi. How are you guys? We're no longer lovely in 2019. We're handsome, which I'll take. We're growing up. I know. (laughs) So fast. I carried over the lovely because that's what you did. That's true. Ah, so you were just transitioning. I was. It was a soft transition. It was. And now you're (laughs) handsome. I do apologize. You guys could probably hear our dog in the background if you're watching live. She is decided that tonight's the night that she practices the Twilight Bark. We are going to start tranquilizing her before the podcast, so be prepared for that. A little bit of... We might do it live on stream if you give us enough Patreon money. (laughs) I'll tell you, even if you're not watching this live, I'm not going to be able to edit out every time she barks, so... That's fair. I'm probably just going to leave that in <laughs> as our fourth She just wants to be a part. <laughs> just enjoy it, guys. This is episode, like, 200-something. Like It's only 145. 145? Oh, yeah, okay. 145. Only 145. Only. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> so, tonight, we're having a bit of fun. We're talking uh, our favorites from 2018. We're talking last year's prediction episode, and we're predicting some stuff for 2019. And in a year from now, I'll have to listen to this episode again. Yeah, so make it good. Right. Do you want to say hello to your future self? Hello, future self. Is there any advice you want to say? You'll be married the next time you, when oh. you listen to this. Oh, yeah. Um, dear future Ray... I really hope you're a little skinnier. The end. <laughs> okay. That's well, it. All right, that's, that's good. Okay. Fair, I guess. I don't know. It's gonna... Do you guys want to leave me a message? Now, Ray, time. you're great the way you are. Aww. And that's true in 2018 and 2019 and 2020. So deal with it. And I would just like to say hello and I love you to my wife. Aww. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> That's awkward. No, okay. Because she's not your wife yet. It's so weird. But she will be when she's listening. That's, I know. I get it. You guys are adorable. Later. Whatever. <laughs> In the future. Okay. So before we talk 2019, last year we predicted some of the cool things that would happen in 2018. And I, well, we are here to tell you who's right and who's wrong about these things. And we're all right and we're all wrong on exactly. these things. Exactly. So. We always are. Yeah. So first of all... None of us got the top grossing movie, which is very odd. We usually do, but nobody could have predicted that Black Panther would have been the third highest grossing film of all time, let alone the highest grossing movie in the full year. We all thought it was going to be Infinity War. I thought that Fantastic Beasts had uh, the potential to also be it. You guys thought Jurassic World. Fantastic Beasts did not even crack the top 10, but Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was number four. Woot, for being so, kind of close. Nice. You guys were really close there. Yeah, uh, I did list the top 10 top grossing films, and 
you know, Black Panther, Infinity War, Incredibles 2, Jurassic World, Deadpool 2, The Grinch, uh, Mission random. Impossible, Fallout, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Aquaman, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. It's so, worth saying that Aquaman is still, it was still in theaters, so it I mean, it'll probably gross more than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, I would imagine. So yeah. I put this list together two weeks ago. Oh, okay. So it's probably already best. Aquaman was not on the list. I looked at it one more time two days ago, Aquaman was. So gotcha. it just cracked the top. Gotcha. Um, now something important to note these are domestic US numbers yeah right Uh, because Aquaman is closing in on a billion and I don't think uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp made a billion dollars so (laughs) um, internationally it's doing really well yeah actually so Uh, quality we went with quality for animated film because animation doesn't always crack the top ten crazy enough two of them did this year um I said that the best quality film was going to be Incredibles 2. Derek said Ralph Breaks the Internet. And Ryan said Isle of Dogs. Now, it turns out that all three of those films did really well. They were all three nominated for Golden Globes. Uh, Quality-wise, they all have very high Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, and IMDb scores. So, you know, everybody loved them. Um, Incredibles 2 happened to be the highest grossing. I personally enjoyed Ralph Breaks the Internet just a little bit more than Incredibles 2, but I actually feel like I'm the demographic for Ralph Breaks the Internet, so that's probably why. But and I think well, none of us really could have predicted that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, because I mean, that if I had to go back and pick my favorite anime movie of the year, it would have been that. But absolutely. Until we saw the trailer. Sound. Like, that's the trailer is what really made me go, okay, well, this is really cool. Right. Before that, it's just they're making an animated Spider-Man yeah, movie, who cares? and it's so generic, and it's not... That's not what it is. Yeah. Right. And I don't know that it's a higher IMDb than any of those. Probably it's pretty close to Incredibles 2. It was a better movie well, by a lot. It beat out all two. three of these for the Golden Globe, which That's is true. absolutely incredible. First uh, black director for an animated film ever. Which is just shocking to me that that's, that's the case. That's sad. Yeah. I... I've got to feel like it's big budget studio produced animated films because you can't tell me that... You know, a black art film student never put together an animated. Yeah, like that's fair. So uh, I feel like the that's got to be a very specific uh, category. But yeah, well, on Rotten Tomatoes, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse is currently sitting at ninety seven percent. So yeah. it's by so, far uh, it's better than all of ours according to Rotten Tomatoes. Now, Absolutely. Ray, to something you were saying, I actually so. I love the the first Incredibles. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. Um, I actually enjoyed Ralph Breaks the Internet more than Incredibles 2. And the more I think about Incredibles 2, the more problems I find with it, which is not the case for Ralph Breaks the, the Internet. The villain's so. name is Evil Endeavor. Like, her name is Evelyn Dever. It's Evil Endeavor. At, okay, see, I didn't notice that. Comic book characters okay, yeah. have been doing that I for, know, forever. I know. So I think that was just a play on that. Like, I had Not a really. lot of fun watching it. Uh, the Parr family, even though they went through the same thing, like, it's the exact same plot, and apparently it takes place five minutes later. Uh, it, 
it was still an enjoyable film. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it wasn't yeah, bad it. by any yeah. means. It just wasn't anywhere near as good as the first. Right. right. And they waited so long to do it that it was like, because they said they wanted to make sure that this movie didn't let down the memory of the first one. And I don't know if it let down, but it was definitely nowhere near as good. Yeah. And that was disappointing. I think my problem is because they waited as long as they did, I kind of expected this to be on the level of Toy Story 3, which for me, for people who listen to the show know that I think that movie is absolutely incredible. No pun intended, but um, yeah. <laughs> but you know this one, yeah. I mean, Incredibles two is good. It's not mm-hmm. bad by any stretch. I I don't think it lets the first movie down. I also don't think it elevates above the first movie either. Right. So, so uh, for worst superhero movie, all of us were right, um, and all of us were wrong <laughs> well... at the same time. So Derek said that. Dark Phoenix was going to be the worst one, and it was, considering it's the only one that didn't come out. It was the shortest movie of the year, too. <laughs> so it got pushed to March or April? Uh, it's actually April or May. It yeah, might be May, because Endgame is April, and I'm pretty sure it comes out after Endgame. I thought it came out right before. So, I don't know. I'll look it up for uh, But Ryan and I both had Venom. And uh, it does have the lowest score for Rotten Tomatoes. Did not crack the top 10 grossing films. However, did well enough that they are going forward with a sequel. Yeah. So I think that was one of those films where fans were just strapped in. They're like, I'm going to like this no matter what the fuck happens. And I like, think Aquaman I is another one like that. Um. So a few a few things real quick. So uh, actually, X Men uh, Dark Phoenix is slated for June seventh. Oh, okay. So it's um, even further back farther than out. what I thought. Good plan because they don't want to be going against Shazam and, and uh, Endgame. Yeah, yeah, they're like, forget it. We'll just wait. Yeah. Uh, I think that's smart. Um, no, I, I think that uh, Venom is is just it's a weird movie. It's not what any of us expected it to be, and I think that surprised a lot of people. I think that more people got to see it because they avoided the rated R you know rating where you know deadpool steered into it venom avoided it that allowed people to bring their families and children more easily um, which always helps a movie financially um i don't really think people went into either movie aquaman or venom saying that i'm just i'm going to like it i don't think people do that much anymore we've seen a lot of backlash on every type of franchise when people are unhappy with their films whether it's star wars dc you name it people have been brutal so i think if if I the, think if you, I think maybe I phrased it wrong. If, if you go in wanting to like a movie, you're oh. going to give it some leeway. Versus if you go in like with Venom, we went and going, this is probably not going to be that good. You know, we're probably going to be more harsh on it then. If you go in like going, I really want this movie to be good. I'm going to, you might be more forgiving of some of the faults. That's fair. And I, I that's think fair. Even we have gotten to that point yeah. sometimes. Like uh, movies just get torn apart so much in message boards just based off of. You know, initial trailers and TV spots, and I know the three of us get really tired of it sometimes because we just want to go watch a fucking film some days. <laughs> well, I think we all have our genre, or not our genres specifically, but maybe our fandoms that yeah. we are a little more forgiving on. I think yeah. Derek with DC, and I think well, me with, uh, you know, I don't know, there's something. Star Wars? Star Wars would be a good example, yeah, and you with maybe Harry Potter and some of those, I don't know, Fantastic Beasts. I mean, I was you actually going to use Suicide Squad as an example because when I left the theater, you thought it was great. I was so happy; <laughs> I had such a good time. And then, in retrospect, like we tried to watch it again. Oh, we did watch it again, but it's 
not good. We no. <laughs> make it like 30 minutes in before we were like, we gotta well, stop. Well, and if you go back and watch Justice League, like, we we weren't thrilled with it when we came out, but it's even worse when you watch it a second yeah. time, in my opinion. I haven't rewatched okay. it because... Which says a lot. I was nice to it, and I still kind of tore it apart, and I, w- I felt like I was being nice about the movie because I don't want this fandom to fail. Right. right? I think that's where we're all at with DC. You know, we know... That if Star Wars nine episode nine isn't as financially profitable, we know that Star Wars will continue. It yeah, may right. take it's some hiatus. It, it it may not be on the big screen for a little while, but they already have the Mandalorian cast mm-hmm. and they're ready to start filming soon. So like, Clone Wars is coming back. There you go. So it's, you know, Star Wars will take a break in some capacity, but it's never going to die out. DC, there's potential for it to die out. And so none of like us, eight or ten years, yeah. and then they'll come back with another Batman movie. And none of us really <laughs> want that. We want to see other heroes on the screen, so we're will, more willing to uh, just enjoy ourselves when we see Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder Woman, too. Like, but just, then you have a movie like Justice League where it was kind of hard to really enjoy it. Because it was so bad. You were just like searching for one glimmering thing mm-hmm. in there that you could go, well, this was pretty good, though. And there's some moments. Right. There's yeah. a, there's moments. And you can't have good moments in a two-hour long movie. It's got to gotta have more than that. Yeah. You know? Um, I do think it's anyway. interesting that uh, Aquaman has a 64% and Black Panther has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes because they're True. basically the same movie. They are. With a lot of the same glaring issues, like CGI is something that we picked on for both. It was worse than Black Panther, I think. I don't want to go on a tangent for that, because I feel like we could have a whole episode just dedicated to comparing and contrasting those films. So I don't want to get too much in the weeds. I'm just saying I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it it is. It is very interesting. And like, if we have the time, I'd be definitely willing to have that conversation. And the amount of money that each one has made, because they're both doing very well. I mean, Black Panther did very well. Aquaman is doing very well. And it's really, it wasn't an amazing movie. It's not groundbreaking no. by any means. It's not. Um, but that's just it. Black Panther was. And the cultural significance right. that it has, it has definitely uh, skewed the quality of the reviews. It means more, more... It holds more significance just that it exists and it has a mostly black cast and it features people of color in ways that they've never been featured on screen before versus a film that... Like it has the exact same storyline, but it's not as culturally important. So, but I mean, Atlanteans have never had their own movie, especially (laughs) a movie cast mostly with Atlanteans. You know, har har har. All right. Well, if you're interested about our thoughts on either of those movies, we reviewed both of them separately, so you can go check out our backlog for that. Absolutely. uh, Yeah. Now, the best superhero film, uh, quality wise. Black Panther has the highest score on Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, and IMDb. Uh, Derek and I both said it was going to be Black Panther. Uh, Ryan said it was going to be Incredibles 2, and Incredibles 2 only has like three points less, 3% less. And I think I picked that specifically so that we didn't all pick Black Panther, because I had a feeling you guys were going to pick either Black Panther or Infinity War. I, if I remember right. Maybe not. Yeah. I, or maybe it was because I was really hopeful for Incredibles 2 because I love the first yeah. one so much. I, I, mean, I, I can't imagine me being in the headspace of thinking Infinity War was going to be something truly special. But I that's why I said Black Panther or Infinity yeah. War. Talking to you guys after the Infinity War trailer dropped, and I was just spellbound. I loved that trailer. 
And I love Endgame's trailer too. Like I I watch it and I go back and I watch Infinity War's trailer and I'm like, man, this could have been better. I actually so side note uh it's on netflix right now infinity yeah. war is yeah and so i've started watching it again which i don't usually do with marvel movies unless they're like unless it's winter soldier right um, or first avengers i really like that one too but um Original i've got Iron like Man. 45 minutes yeah i've got like 45 <laughs> minutes in and i'm actually it, i still really enjoy a yeah. lot of that movie and there's a lot more subtle things i pick up on now that I can appreciate, and the fact that what they had to do was so so crazy with all the characters mm-hmm. and everything. I don't know. I, I'm less harsh on that movie than you guys are. I think, but that's um, that's totally going good. back and rewatching I mean, it. I mean, I, I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, still. I mean, it's one of those things where I I, I feel like I've said this before. My real opinion on it will have to kind of wait until Endgame you happens, did say that, yeah. right? Before I can really give it a, a full feeling on it. But I'm certainly not going to really cut them any slack because they had a lot to do because it was their decision to do it. Right. You know, so. (laughs) On the one hand, it makes me very curious what Whedon's was going to look like since he was the original director for all the Avengers franchise. Yeah. But on the other hand, like, I am curious. I want to go back and rewatch it. So I think I might because it. Oh, I was hoping to rewatch it before Endgame too. Right, I don't but I mean, anything, I want but... to rewatch it a little sooner. Okay, so that's, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, it is on Netflix right now. Yeah, so, you know. it's certainly. I, not, I'm enjoying know. it quite a bit. I, I mean, I don't. Maybe you guys will appreciate it more when you're not. I don't, like, don't have the hype of the theater and all this other right. stuff in the release. Well, look, yeah. we reviewed that movie too. So if you want to yeah. know our thoughts on that initially, Please. you know, you can listen to that episode too. But and then biggest bomb. So. Uh, the biggest bomb of the year was A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, it lost the most money in comparison to how much it uh, spent during its budget. Just if you filming. want a review for that, you can yeah, go check please. that one out. It's a and thrilling then... <laughs> episode. <laughs> well, we did have the uh, lovely John Holloway on from uh, Worst Comic Podcast Ever. He's so. true. He did. was lovely. He was the best part of that episode, I think. Was having well, I mean, I don't know if you heard me, but I was. Yeah. <laughs> but he was definitely a strong point, yeah. Well, he was uh, better than the movies. So. I would never argue that. I said that Nutcracker was going to be the biggest bomb, and I specifically said that because Disney made a movie and didn't market it, and Disney loves to market. That's they true. just slid it under the radar, and even a month prior, the marketing for it was so small. So even they knew it was going to be bad. And it was bad. It did lose money. But it also didn't spend a lot of money after it had already been made. So that's where they kind of dug themselves out of the hole. Uh, You said Solo. I did. Because of the backlash for Last Jedi as well as all the drama drama on Mm -hmm. set, the controversy, the changes in direction. And we hadn't seen a trailer really. Right. They were just ignoring the movie. And look, we reviewed that one too. And while I actually really liked the movie a lot. We all did. uh, Yeah. I mean, it did not do well financially. Didn't it get number 10? It did. It it hit number 10. But when you you talk about it from the the perspective of it being a Star Wars movie movie, and the fact that it got a legitimate Star Wars budget too. This wasn't like a shoestring budget Star Wars film either. So they spent a lot of money on it. um, Mm -hmm. And you can tell, I mean, it looks good. You don't like it. You don't like it, but it looks good. Right. Um, So yeah, that, that one did better than I thought it was going to do. 
I mean, Nutcracker and Wrinkle in Time came in as respectively my least favorite and second least favorite movies of the year. They were I didn't bad. like either of them. So and then Ryan said Ocean's Eight, and your specific reasoning for it was because it was snuck in during all of the blockbusters, yeah. and you were like, "It's totally gonna get lost." It did moderately well. I mean, it made back its budget and just a little bit more. So I doubt we're going to see a sequel. I doubted that even before the movie released because Sandra Bullock has done two sequels and she hates doing sequels, so she doesn't really do them anymore. Nobody to be fair, one was Geniality sequel. I don't no. Know. Speed 2. Right. It was, it was Speed <laughs> 2 Electric and Miss Congeniality 2. Those were the two that she's done and she... It's just not down to do more. So her her better films tend to be the more serious ones that wouldn't right. normally get a sequel. Like Bird Box. So I mean, you're not I haven't seen it. That no movie is like crushing it right now. I don't know why the Lake House didn't get a sequel. Personally, I mean, Keanu Reeves and her just crushed it because the River House doesn't sound as good. Like, that's all. Where do you go from there? The Ocean House? Yeah. It's just... The Lake House too. Back again or oh, something? Okay. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Off the cuff. I don't know. Um, anyway, anyway, now, I will say one, 3D. one movie that did compete for biggest bomb of the year was Mortal Engines, which is a huge disappointment to me because I actually like the movie. Yeah, poor Robert Sheehan. That man just can't get his acting career off the ground. Like, if I love Misfits, it's a superhero show on Hulu. Um, watch the first three seasons and stop right there. Just stop. But it's great. And he plays one of the misfits, and he does such a great job. He went on to do uh, Mortal Instruments. Oh, okay. And that failed at the box office. So do you think he'll be in Mortal Kombat when they... Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> then he can just release the Mortal Trilogy? <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic. Uh, yeah, but Mortal Engines was really good. I'm currently reading the book by Philip Rev, and he's a horrible writer, but he's got great ideas, so I keep sticking with it. <laughs> well, at least the first book, he wasn't that great of a writer. Maybe I he got mean, better. Uh, maybe. It's just like, uh, he said the sentence, my cold body lays cold in the cold mud, and I was like, man. He just really wants you to know it's cold. I, I think just, that's just descriptive. I really want <laughs> you to step on Legos right now, dude. Like, that was painful. Cold Legos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any more 2018 stuff you guys want to talk about? Um, well, you, you asked us a couple of questions. What you was us... your favorite movie of 2018? You want to go first or should I go first? I don't care. I'm probably gonna. I'm. I'm probably gonna go with Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. I think. Okay. Not a lot. I didn't win a lot of movies I went to last year that I was really like really just came out positive and enjoyed a lot. And that movie was such a surprise. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's going to be mine. Okay, that's actually mine as well. Yeah, it was. I mean, the, the surprise factor is a huge part of it. Like, I, it never occurred to me that they would release a Spider-Man movie that unique that. Risky. And none of us are really big Spider-Man fans, so no. this is really crazy. Except Nicolas Cage's Spider-Man. I'm a huge fan of that. Dude, I mean, you are Spider-Man. was good. I love this movie. Like, we reviewed it, right? The only knock I had on it was I'm not a huge fan of the, the Fisk design itself. You are not the only one. Which is really picky. A ton uh, right. of people like, hated that look. A ton of people but had Fisk that nitpick. straight up, like, does some 
Oh yeah, dark stuff. Like his character is is really good. That's yeah. the thing. So like, if I have if I watch this movie and the one thing I can think of, I'm trying to come up with problems with this movie is just his design. Yeah, like that's a damn good movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. So yeah, it's absolutely my favorite movie of 2018. There's no question. I really enjoyed a lot of the films that we didn't end up reviewing. Um, I think my favorite one had to have been Bohemian Rhapsody, which we did, but it's. It's not a normal film for us to didn't review. Didn't do well at the Globes, too? It did, yeah. It won. Three um, things, didn't it? Or um, well, I know... Rami Malek won. It won Best Picture. And I think that might be it because... It? I'm not sure what else yeah. it It bodes well for the Oscars. Yeah. It does. It does. And then uh, I really liked Into the Spider-Verse. It's probably my favorite superhero movie of the year. I uh, love Star is Born and, you know, A Quiet Place and... Things that I went to go see that wasn't like a screen heroes deal, I ended up coming out really liking. I mean, there were some of those too. Like Creed Two was awesome. I yeah. still haven't seen it. I really um, want to see it though. You it know, was great. It's, it's a lot of. Fun. I mean, if you like Rocky movies, you'll like Creed Two. It's a shame that Michael yeah. B. Jordan isn't nominated for anything because of that role. Because I think he just kills it. And not saying that Sylvester Stallone. It didn't either. It's just I feel like I can connect with Michael B. Jordan a little bit more. Sure. I mean, look, we did a a little thing where Ray, you and I both posted our top five movies of the mm-hmm. year on Twitter, and I mean, he's in two of my top five. Creed two and and Black Panther both made the cut on my top five list, along with Into the Spider Verse. So, you know, and uh, A Quiet Place, and I can't remember the fifth one off the top of my. You can head go right check now, Derek's Twitter if you you'd like. Yeah, yeah, list. check that out. But but yeah, I mean, he's he's a really good actor. It's it's it is unfortunate that he probably won't be. Ready recognized for either of those roles because of the nature of them right i mean it's a rocky movie right. you know and since the first one people haven't taken them taken those movies seriously so and then what was your favorite tv show of 2018 so that's an easy one for me it's the good place yeah. i love the good place i love everything about it the stone the tone the style the, the characters stones. the stones uh the They're whole the whole concept placed. It's so unique. It's so different from mm-hmm. all the other sitcoms that are out there. Um, I sometimes wish it was an hour-long show instead of it just being a half-hour comedy. But I just every time I watch an episode, I just want to see what's happening next. So that gets it for me. It's tough because I don't remember a lot of the shows that finished in 2018. I'm trying to remember if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finished in 2018 or if it was 2017. That's okay. If it but starts in one year. I really enjoyed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I think it ended in like February 2018. Yeah. Season 5 wasn't the best season but it was it's still very good and it's probably Daredevil Season 3. It was the most recent one that I really enjoyed. Um, I do really love The Good Place but it's not... That's just kind of an escape for me that I don't take yeah. it as seriously as I take some of the other shows. Oh, sure. So, yeah. Um, it's tough for me to compare Daredevil Season 3 to The Good Place. You know what I mean? So Definitely. The Good Place hits home a little bit more. Like I, I have a minor in philosophy, right? So like, I've been just like, I've studied similar things and I just love kind of how they're turning a lot of stuff on its head. And so for me, it just, it's kind of made for me. Gotcha. So yeah, all those shows you guys just talked about are probably in my top and favorites and i've really enjoyed them i'm so behind on that i need to catch up you both need to catch up i do i do want to give an honorable mention to a show ray and i discovered this year which is master chef junior because i love watching children cook it's freaking awesome so we don't usually watch a lot of reality tv Um, (laughs) if we do it's competition based on talent usually and watching kids cook they're such genuine, nice people. They always make decisions not for the sake of competition, but to help one another. And it's just 
They're so talented and sweet. If it was Hell's like... Kitchen, Children Edition, I'd watch it. <laughs> I know you would. No, if we're doing honorable mentions, I'm going to throw sure. out Titans yes, because okay. we'll be reviewing right, it soon. But uh, that next that show was it, was it next week? Yeah. yeah. That show uh, came out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere. It came out of the depths of crap because everybody <laughs> hated the trailer. They hated the, the costume design. They hated everything about it. And then it came we out, and it was actually enjoyable, like we really good. We hated that first look, costume look. We shit on that thing, too. Absolutely. We were like, that sucks. Other and than Robin. But, yeah, yeah we, I mean, pretty and, much everybody uh, else. the Hawk and Dove posters, we yeah, were like, that's were cool, too. man. But, I mean, the show, going from expecting dung to, <laughs> you know, what it actually was, maybe I'm being too high on it because I expected it to be so bad, but I, I'm, I'll be curious to see what you guys think. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, we're reviewing that one next week. That's the DC Universe show that mm-hmm. uh, ended. So, or the first season that has ended. Yeah. So. All right, so let's move on to 2019. It's almost perfectly balanced. 827, that means what? that we're... Thanos like Thanos. Would be so proud. He would be not quite proud, but, I mean, he'd be... He'd be getting there. <laughs> He'd be getting there. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be on the verge. All right, where do you want to start? Derek, what are your top three most anticipated films of 2019? All right, so I had to write all this stuff down because I didn't want to forget anything. Oh, I, I appreciate that. I, I didn't had to write a... any of mine down, so, like, <laughs> other, than down. other than the list of movies. Other than the list of movies. we pitch a movie, Ryan comes in with three pages printed <laughs> back to back. like Of the whole script. Yes. And I have a few notes. but uh, So I had a really hard time narrowing it down to three. So if we have time at the end to do like honorable mentions for any of these, that would be great. You're fine. It's our podcast. We can do whatever okay. we want. <laughs> so uh, so my, my three, and what I want, I really wanted to pick on films that I personally am looking forward to. Not This has nothing to do with if I think they're going to be the best right, or the right. highest grossing. I'm really excited about. And that is uh, Alita Battle Angel. Shazam and the live action Aladdin. Okay. Um, reason, the Aladdin, the original Aladdin's my favorite Disney movie of like the classic animated stuff. And as people know, Will Smith is my favorite actor. So I'm really looking forward to that. A um, couple honorable mentions would be Godzilla King of Monsters, Star Wars Episode Nine, And if it actually releases, it's still slated to release, but I can't imagine it will, is Will Smith's Gemini Man. Fair enough. Which is a really cool story. So. Ryan. Okay. Um, I'm going to say uh, it's going to be very similar to Derek's. Alita is one wow. that I think we both had on our list last year, maybe, too, because it, it, was, it was supposed, supposed to, to come, come out, out last year. Yeah. Um, and so I'm still looking forward to that. The latest trailer, they toned down the eyes, or they figured out the eyes a little bit, so a lot of people had problems with the that Because the, the pupils belly. were too small. Yeah. And it made her look a little weird for a lot of people. I didn't mind it, but... But now they've made the like pupil or like the actual eye part of the eye bigger, and it makes it look more human. Because when you look at a human, the like eyeball part is not super small with a lot of white around it. It's these know. are these are the professional terms, right? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the eyeball pieces. That little that little clear clear thing. The white part's called the sclera. The sclera is not massive on most people, probably. You know, it's it's from what you can see visually. So anyway, they adjusted it, they figured it out, and so the last trailer, a lot of people found it much more pleasing. Okay. Um. So I I'm hoping that that one's gonna do well. Uh, Shazam, I you know Shazam Gate is still a thing. Woo! Shazam um, Gate. Yeah. So that one's a big one, and then. Is going to sound cliche, but Star Wars, even though I did not yeah. really love Episode Eight, I'm a Star Wars guy, always have been, and, uh, you know, I really want Nine to finish out. It's important to everybody. This is, a, like, potentially the last in the whole Skywalker trilogy. You know, it's a huge 
Well, this finishes up Daisy Ridley's contract, and she's discussed that at length. Like, she doesn't want to do any more Star Wars films for quite a while. Like, this is taking up a good chunk go a of her life, way. and like, I agree. It's it's. I mean, look, it's it's a money talks. Daniel Craig was done with James Bond, and they're like, well, what if we gave you $98 million for two movies? And he's like, well, let me think about it. <laughs> yeah. like, sure. So. I mean, I'm sure if they threw enough money at her, then she would probably do sure. it. But, right. but I, I mean, this will be the third Skywalker trilogy, essentially. Right. And I think that there's a lot of other interesting things that they can go oh, do yeah. in this universe. Start a different trilogy, and, uh, you know, this one needs to finish strong, and I'm really hopeful that it's not another episode eight. That's fair. That would that would tear fans' hearts out. It really would. Ray, what about you? I have completely different lists. So I put Detective Pikachu. Yes. I am anticipating <laughs> that one so much, and I like the trailer is just unlike anything I've ever seen. At these Pokemon look how I always picture they it's would. It's unlike in real what life. anybody's ever seen. Yeah. Nobody's ever seen anything. Like that Mr. Mime scene looks great. It's insanely. <laughs> I just can't get past Ryan Reynolds me. as Pikachu. That's, That's my the... only hang-up, too. I, I wish, like, just about anybody else would have done the it's voice. Like I actually wish it would have been a just... female, because I've always pictured... Maybe it's harder to animate yeah. the tail with, a, like, a little heart. Oh, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pikachu has always been voiced by a female before this. Right. So... Um, so all the times that Pikachu has spoken English? No. <laughs> Pikachu's voice has to come from somewhere. Pika, Pika. Yeah, that. Oh, that's what you're... Okay. Yeah, Derek. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to New Mutants. I... If it ever comes out. Right. That's that's another issue, right? Like, <laughs> uh, we don't know. But since they released the horror film kind of trailer, it's grabbed me and I want to go, uh, go forward with it. The... The prospect of watching the um, church, I forgot what they're called. I'm so sorry. I'm a bad X-Men. She's a bad fan. I am. Everybody I'm tell her how bad she fan. is on Twitter. Please. Because tell she's me. a woman. I'm she's horrible. such a bad fan. Tell her about it. She loves that. Uh, Ronnie uh, Sinclair, who's played by Maisie Williams, she plays uh, Wolfbane. Her dad is a priest, and the Purifiers. They're called Ooh. the Purifiers. Now she's not a bad fan. Tell her how great of a fan she is. And, uh, <laughs> because she's a woman. They, they're they <laughs> like the Westboro fan. Baptists, oh, only they, they go and they kill X-Men and uh, other mutants. Westboro Baptists doesn't do that? They've had yeah, a hard time I, finding I, some I, of the oh, X-Men. Okay. So. Uh, they're looking now. <laughs> I'm sure. So I'm, I'm intrigued by that. And then It, Chapter 2, I wasn't as looking forward to it until they mentioned they're gonna bring in the cosmic turtle and now I just have to say what the fuck they're doing with it. Like <laughs> what the hell? And then uh Zombie Land too. Zombie Land's one of my favorites and I bringing in Bill Murray again and Dan Aykroyd, like fuck yeah man, this is gonna be fun. So No Ernie Hudson. Wah, wah. Yeah. Well he's not invited to anything. No, that's true. Um okay. It's an interesting one. I, I went into that first one having never seen the original and I I was super surprised because I really liked the first one and I'm not usually that big of a horror fan right um so yeah I'm looking forward to the second one too and I love turtles like turtles it, like <laughs> God of War has a turtle with a like a house in its, on its back and stuff and I, that's it's ever since the never ending story right with the right. turtle with the things growing on. Well, I've I loved love turtles it. with like things growing on them so I'm really hoping this turtle has like a galaxy growing on it or something because <laughs> that would blow my freaking mind 
Yeah, oh, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's a very specific thing that I like. I like turtles with things growing on their back. And I you like turtles. You should watch Avatar The Last Airbender. There's giant lion turtles that have entire, like, ecosystems. Why are they lion turtles, though? I want them just I, the regular well, turtles. Sorry. Every animal's mixed are they with something else. Are they mutant Ava- turtles? So Avatar is, like, not quite Earth, really. So, yeah, all the animals are hybrids. They're, like, combinations Doesn't of Doesn't that make it, like, half Earth? I mean, I actually think it is Earth, kind of like a Middle Earth kind of thing, because they call themselves humans. Okay. But, you know. Anyway. Uh, which film are you guys most concerned about? Alright, so I um, I have three on my list. There's a surprise. That I'm most concerned Do you have some about. honorable mentions, too? No, just the three. Uh, so first off, I'll, I'll get the easy one out of the way, and that's Dark Phoenix. Um, the fact that it was delayed almost a year, the fact that it's coming after Apocalypse and it's now coming after the purchase of 20th Century Fox by Disney, I can't imagine them pulling this off well. I just don't. I don't see it happening. I can't believe it'd be worse than X3, but um, I expect this movie to... You think it could be worse than Apocalypse? Yeah, I do. I think it could be worse than Apocalypse. I think that financially it could totally bomb because people just won't be interested in it. At this point, um, I think that's a problem with New Mutants too. Is that because of the Fox mm-hmm. buyout, people are knowing that these pr- films are probably not going anywhere. You know, it's yeah. for, might as well be the only one in their franchise for New Mutants because I mean it's going to be the last one. And then X Men: Dark Phoenix, that's going to be the last one of those because well, they're not going to continue the same actors and the same storylines over in the Disney thing. It's just New, not going to happen. New Mutants might because it is separate from everything else, and there's no continuing story yet. So they don't have to worry about like big contracts from you know McAvoy or anything like that. Um, I don't think it's big contracts they're worried about. They're just wanting they to want to wipe out everything. Yeah, I get it. I just think New Mutants might be segregated enough for that not to matter because it is kind of its own thing. Um, so I also had uh, Men in Black International. Yeah. Not because I don't think it will be good. I think it has a possibility of kind of being like Men in Black Two, where it's just like very meh and people just don't really go to see it. Uh, Men in Black, Black 3, as much as I loved it, nobody really saw it. And I think people are just kind of not interested in the franchise anymore. So we won't see it do that well. And then um, the third one on my list is actually Star Wars Episode Nine. I, I think that yeah. it has the potential to be the most disappointing movie of 2019 because of the hype. Because of Carrie Fisher's passing and the fact that her character is in this movie somehow. And we're not quite sure how yet. Um, and it is said to be the end of the Skywalker saga and so forth that this has very high expectations to meet and I'm not sure that they're fair expectations and that it's even possible for it to hit them so yeah that's what I had on my I think it would it would hit those like there's ways for them to hit them for me anyway I think I'm a more reasonable fan than a lot of fans but they just need to not worry about setting up the next trilogy like i'm worried that's what it's gonna be they're gonna be a stinger at the end it's like that's not how this movie should end it, should, no. it just needs to wrap up everything nicely answer the questions that we had you know maybe leave one little mystery or something out there for fans to clamor about but just wrap it up in a nice bow throw it away and go to the next thing and i'm really worried they're just going to be trying to set up the next franchise yeah i think that's totally reasonable <laughs> so those are my those are my biggest concerns I'm going to say Hellboy. I only picked oh, one because, yeah. uh, you know, I was looking at the rules and they say only one instead of picking <laughs> 17 every time. But um, uh, I'm going to say Hellboy because... Just says, what film are you most concerned film, about? Film is a singular. But, but anyway, uh, Hellboy because... Yeah. So I was really looking forward to Hellboy. I still really am looking forward to Hellboy. But ever since the trailer came out, 
everybody's been hating on the makeup, the character design, that it's not Ron Perlman. They're finding any reason to hate on it. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't always necessarily translate to poor performance. But I do kind of feel for like for David Harbour because he took it really seriously. And, and if he, I listened to him on a podcast talking about it. And I mean, he, he, he went hard and he's a serious actor. He's not just this cop from Stranger Things. Like yeah. he really does a lot of, of work and uh, I'm worried he's not even going to get a fair shake for a character that he's really thinks is very cool and is really enjoying playing it. I really enjoy that character too. I know you guys really enjoy the character. Uh, I think, I mean, like it's one thing if you're disappointed that the third Del Toro film is never going to happen. That That's reasonable. But at the same time, I think claiming that David Harbour's doesn't look right doesn't look good like it's one it's thing like you've never seen the actual hellboy art yeah. from the comic books right like that's i think it's disingenuous and you might not like the cut of the trailer and that's fine that's that's a much more subjective thing but he looks the part the trailer just it wasn't for me i didn't really connect with it but i've connected so much with the artwork behind it <clears throat> and uh this the plot synopsis that they've released so i'm still on board like i've seen trailers that i've hated before but love the movies see so the trailer I, yeah the trailer was not amazing it felt like they were right. trying to do deadpool as hellboy yeah and you know I, so i get that i'm hoping that's not the actual tone of the movie but right. um the, i think the complaints about the makeup weren't necessarily i think they're unfounded the way people were saying that it looked like the like the prosthetics were going to pull up off his face at any given time i disagree and like, with that the only thing i noticed was that the way he talked did seem unnatural like he had a bunch of prosthetics on Mm. It was just a really subtle thing, and I don't think it'll bother me that much, but even in the trailer, the times he spoke, which wasn't a lot, did make it seem like maybe it was a character choice mm -hmm. by David Harbour, but it feels more like the prosthetics were maybe limiting his... Maybe. But I don't know. We'll maybe see. it's just... Maybe I'm desensitized to that because I watch so much sci-fi, you know, and like Star Trek and Star Wars are both very heavy-handed when it comes to that type of stuff, yeah. so I'm just used to it. Well, yeah, I mean, what, Discovery had the thing with the Klingons with the upper and lower jaw yeah. thing, and nobody could understand what they were saying. It so. was awful. But they're not speaking English, so I'm reading the subtitles anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so which film is going to be the highest well, you grossing? You didn't tell us yours. So I did. I said Star Wars 9. That's what, oh, I'm sorry. That's exactly what I put. I agree. Okay. Yeah. And it's because I feel like they have too many eggs to put in one basket. And, and they might be trying to fill a second basket with yeah. those eggs, which yeah. we hope is not happening. Um, so Keep your eggs in one basket. For real. Highest grossing, guys. Ni 2019. I mean, there's really only two movies that are going to be... Right. So, I mean, assuming that we count a movie's entire theater run, regardless of... And assuming we don't have any surprises like we did this year. Yeah. Right. I mean, for, for me, it, I mean, it's... It's the battle between Endgame and, and Star Wars. Wars. I yeah. think it's going to be Star Wars. Okay. I think it's going to be Endgame because Star Wars won't have their full run unless we're. That's why I'm not counting. I'm saying you have, if you count an entire theater's oh, okay. run for a film, which gotcha. is only fair, and uh, box office want... mojo does they right. they like Aquaman still counts for 2018, even though it's making money in 2019 because it was released right. in 2018. So. Uh, I think that's the only fair way to do it. Um, and I, I think it's going to be Star Wars simply for, for two big reasons. One, it's the last time you're going to see Leia. And we saw what that did to a, a franchise like Fast and the Furious with Paul Walker. Imagine what that's going to do for Star Wars. That's fair. Right? That's number one. This is also the last time people are going to see a lot of characters in Avengers. And the worst part is they don't even know which ones it is. That's, but there's a difference when the actor is no longer around. Right? Like the Paul Walker thing was big because he had died and it was very sad. And 
while, it was in a car accident. And it, yeah, and while obviously his thing is tragic due to his age, Carrie Fisher's is still very sad, and she's still impacted probably a larger number of people. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to, like, I don't want to take anything away from anybody, but, you know, she's been doing this character for decades yeah. before any of us were born. So um, I, I really think that will push episode nine over the top, whereas Endgame... You know, you're going to have a lot of people go see it. A lot of people are going to see it. But people see Star Wars movies five, six, seven times. People don't really do that for anything else. That's fair. That's a good point. I'm just going to go against the grain and say Avengers. I think that the I mean, more that's what casual I audience members, I, I think that a lot of the casual people, you know, Star Wars fans are, you know, maybe not going to go see the movie six or seven or eight times. And the MCU has so many people. <laughs> and this is the wrap up for so many. I'm not trying to get into an argument about no, no, it. You I made know. good points. I'm just saying, you know, if we if we all agree, it's going to be something not very. Interesting. It'll be I one of those two. Considered the Leia. Yeah, I, sure. I have considered the Leia thing, and I think that's worth something. But I think you can. I mean, the movie's going to come out on video. Going and seeing the movie ten times in theaters, I don't know that there's going to be that many people doing that. Well, I think there's just as many hardcore fans of Marvel that are going to go see, even if it's super depressing, which it probably will be. Um, they're still going to go see that. I have a feeling both movies are going to be... Probably. Well, I'm hoping the Star, Star Wars ends on a know. high note. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I uh, mean, you know, we don't, we don't have any way to know. I just I think guess, that... I, I don't know. I think Avengers has a good chance. I think you're probably right. Star Wars might get the edge just because of the Leia thing, but I think Avengers, yeah, like you said, Captain America yeah. is probably going to be dead. Iron Man may be dead. You know, these are characters that people have been following for 10 years mm-hmm. in the movies. And it does help that Infinity War is now on Netflix, so people who may have missed it in can theaters watch it now, can watch it now it. and get invested. Right. Yeah, I mean, so it, it, that does help. Star Wars is not... Force Awakens and Last Jedi has not been put on a streaming service. Well, I don't service. think anybody would watch, would watch Episode Eight anyway. I mean, just, just, just for comparison's sake, if we just talk domestic numbers... Infinity War barely beat The Last Jedi and didn't beat The Force Awakens at even remotely. And that's fair. So I can't imagine Endgame making a ton more than Infinity War because it's basically the same audience. There's potential out of Disney's... Let's see, there are three Marvel films coming out. There's Star Wars. There's Toy Story 4. And there are three live-action... Disney film adaptations, there's a chance that every single one of those films I just mentioned will crack the top 10 grossing films of 2019. It's just, it's totally possible. It is. I'd be surprised if Dumbo did, but yeah, that's fair. What's the third one? Lion King. Oh, right. I keep forgetting right. that that one's coming out this year. Yeah, I, mean, I don't see a lot of Disney <laughs> movies, but that's one I remember seeing as a kid in theaters, and so I, I have some amount of attachment to it, and I'm right. thinking of going and seeing that one when it comes out, depending on how the trailers go. Yeah. And so, you know, other than the one I've already seen. Speaking of, like, 2019 stuff, I actually think, because this wasn't really a, a question, but I think it's kind of interesting, I think Dumbo may be Tim Burton's kind of resurgence. I think this is his opportunity from the trailers, back. it looks like the most interesting Tim Burton film he's put out in about 10 years. I regret having us go and review Miss Peregrine. It was so bland and just not interesting. And then, you know, I was disappointed by the Alice in Wonderland movies, disappointed by Dark Shadows. But this is the first one in quite a long time where I've looked at it and felt an emotional connection. And I don't even feel that way about the cartoon. Like, let's face it, it was a cash grab because Fantasia failed. 
It's incredibly short. The main character doesn't talk. And it's racist. So It is racist. It's the... not like it's a movie adaptation I've been clamoring for. Well, Disney would be firing itself. He <laughs> went back and looked at his own tweets. That's, that's for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I just think this movie doesn't really look like a Tim Burton movie. And I think this might be his chance to kind of have a resurgence. I think. So that's, that's a little a, little prediction. Yeah. So. Okay, so what big blockbuster film has the biggest chance of flopping? The new Terminator. Oh, shit. I forgot that's a thing next year. It's a reboot. It's not. It's a sequel to Judgment Day that ignores 3, 4, and 5. Um, it stars Linda, Linda Hamilton oh, that's right. as John okay. Connor. Uh, James Cameron is returning in some capacity. Linda Hamilton is going to be John Connor? It's a, <laughs> a weird universe. Sarah, Holy moly, Sarah time Connor. travel. Sarah Connor, sorry. Sorry, Sarah Connor. Uh, James Cameron. I actually like that choice. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I mean, I'm liking where this is going already. Yeah. It's a bold, bold choice. Can't be worse than the guy that had Terminator 2, Terminator 2 is John Connor. So. Um, Edward Furlong. Oh, God. Oh, that little fuck. But, uh, but James Cameron's involved. Schwarzenegger's returning. It's a, it ignores... Uh, Rise of the Machine, Machine, Salvation, and Genesis, Genesis, whatever. Um, Gen Isis. <laughs> Gen Isis. I think it's uh, just Genesis. But... I know, it's Genesis. Okay. It's, yeah. Uh, so I really think that that's got the biggest opportunity to flop and bomb because, I mean, Genesis didn't do that well and was completely panned uh, by everybody who mm-hmm. saw it. Um, and uh, this is, you know, Schwarzenegger again. It's not really a reboot. I'm not sure that just attaching James Cameron's name to it is enough to bring people back to the franchise. And as much as I love Linda Hamilton and I'm really excited to see her return in the role, I'm also not sure that that name carries the weight that it used to at the box office. That's fair. Right. Um, I mean, there's, there's some movies that I could, that I would mention, but I think we've already gone over them and also anything new. uh, I would say, um, if I had to pick one, I would probably say Godzilla. I think um, King Kong was, for me, a huge disappointment. No, really? I did, yeah, we talked about this. We did a review on Sorry, it. Sorry, it was I a did, couple years ago now. So. I did not enjoy it that much. I thought it was pretty bad. Um, and so Godzilla, the trailer, was fine, I guess. I, I don't know. I just I think it's going to rely on like what Pacific Rim tried to rely on with Pacific Rim 2. Just big things fighting big things. Yeah. And... I don't. I think it's going to do what what Pacific Rim Two did, <laughs> which is not that much. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, you're right. That's going to be what it is. Yeah. Right. It's these Titan monsters fighting each other. Yeah. And which sounds cool. Like that's something I should be excited about. But I'm really not that excited about it, and it makes me sad. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I I don't expect it to be any Oscar winning material unless it's like visual effects or something. Um. But yeah. So I put down Artemis Fowl. Oh, right. Disney. Uh, is that a blockbuster? Yeah. It's wow. got a block- I don't even know what it it's is. It's got a blockbuster budget. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, Disney has been taking chances on these unfilmable books, so to speak, like A Wrinkle in Time, unfilmable video games like Prince of Persia, and they like it's just not working out for them historically when they start a new franchise without any other clout to it or it's been dead for a while it doesn't do well so i i think while uh the trailer looks like the fans of the book will be very happy it doesn't look like it's gonna do well just in comparison disney has so much going on next year 
So it may not even matter if it flops, but... Yeah, I mean, they're reporting that Disney's likely to have the first, like, $4 billion box office year with everything that it owns now. It makes sense. So, like, their movies don't even have to break records for them to hit those numbers. So, So what movies do you think are going to surprise and kind of do really well at the box office? Ryan? I've been going first Um, a lot. That's a tough one. I I don't know if you're talking specifically, like movies that nobody is even on their radar but i would probably say the joker movie um i think is probably going to be better than people originally gave it credit for at least i think there's some hype building for it now um but i mean joaquin phoenix is a really good actor and they've got some talent in the in the movie he had a great film come out this year i don't know if either of you saw it i watched it the other day Uh, it's called uh you weren't really there and like oh my god it's heartbreaking it, like he's he's much better than i remember him well ever. i i know like my big film that i where i really was like wow he's really good was uh her yeah i i hadn't really uh he wasn't really on my radar before that but then i was like wow okay i can get on this bandwagon and then when he did the random rap performances back when he went off the deep end. But, um, yeah. yeah, Joker, I think, you know, we have talked some and said some weird things about Joker in the past that, you know, why are they making this movie? Why does it exist? You know, what's going on? Um, but I, I think it might be surprisingly good. I mean, it has a good chance of being that with the talent that's there. So. Fair. Fair enough. Um, for me, I was thinking just more financially speaking rather than sure. quality level. So. Um, I had um, Rocket Man and Detective Pikachu. I think they're both going to end up doing incredibly well financially. And Rocket Man's probably going to end up being a pretty big Oscar um, movie next year when we're talking about the Oscars, I'm sure, uh, um, that we'll have those conversations. But I think both of those movies are going to do very well. Well, with Bohemian Rhapsody and having it done, having done well. Granted, I think Freddie Mercury having not been alive anymore and there's a lot of things about queen in general yes that made that movie a little bit more interesting than i think an elton john movie is going to be um but i mean you're right it's going to be oscar bait um and i'm not necessarily as as into watching an elton john movie personally as um i was bohemian rhapsody but yeah yeah, I, th- I think having Elton alive to help promote the movie is is, is probably a, a helpful thing. But I, I also Do you think, think Bohemian Rhapsody would have been do- done better if Freddie Mercury was alive. No, because it's a different story, right? Like the Elton John movie isn't going to be the same type of story. It's going to have more flash, more fantasy to it. It's not really a biopic. It's okay. more of a. Famous, I haven't heard much about it. So, so it's more of a fantastical interpretation of his experiences. Yeah, it's kind so of like, played out if as if it drugs. was in his head. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not going to be as realistic. We won't be having the conversations of what did or didn't really happen, you know, between these songs and that right. kind of thing. Um, so I think it'll be easier for people to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I do think it'll probably avoid some of the more controversial topics because of that. And more people will then go see it. So. So I think there's a lot of potential for uh, Captain Marvel and Shazam to do uh, really well. Yes. Did you say the same movie twice? Huh. (laughs) It is kind of funny how they're both coming out in 2019. Only like what? Three three weeks apart from each other. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty great. Um, I do think Shazam will have a better box office than Captain Marvel. And I think it's because. The, um, the, what grabbed 
kids when it first came out in comic book form. The fact that it was a small child who got to be a superhero in his spare time. I think that's going to appeal to a lot of people. I have, like, my nieces asking me to take them to go see Shazam, but they haven't mentioned Captain Marvel yet. And I'm sure they will, because they're little girls and they'll want to see a superhero film, but... I'm hopeful about Shazam, but I think that it has some things going against it, mainly the oh, release definitely. of Avengers Endgame. Um, there's you know, what, two weeks I don't later? Think it's hold there's a, there's a box solid office three for weeks. long. There's, a, there's three weekends that it could lead the box office legitimately. How many weekends has Aquaman led the box office? Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think it has the ability to do that because Captain Marvel will get three, then Shazam will get three, and then Endgame comes out. And I think that that's a fair cadence to expect someone to see a movie every three weeks is much more reasonable than like every week back-to-back for a month like last March or this December. Right. Uh, I feel like both those movies are going to do better than what people are kind of predicting. And I think it's because, one, we've uh, seen good work out of the solo stuff for both Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. And uh, it appeals to two completely different audiences than what uh, the past few comic book films have done. So these bring in new demographics. I do think you're right. that she's Based on Aquaman and what it's done, that Shazam coming off of that mm-hmm. DC success will probably ride that train and be able to make... I don't know that it'll make a ton more than a Captain Marvel, but I will probably. I don't. I, I'm hopeful that it'll do as well as Aquaman. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, I it's. While Aquaman is kind of an origin story, we had already seen him. That's true. In at least one movie. If you don't want to count his VVS cameo, fine. Right. But we've seen him. We know the character. Whereas Shazam is cold for most people. And so that's probably going to hinder those numbers a little bit. Whereas, you know, Captain Marvel, while she's obviously in the same boat as Shazam. It is Marvel's first woman hero, and that should give her a bit of a bump because people want to well, see this that. This is DC's it's... first child hero. Sure. <laughs> so I'm going to skip the next question because we actually already touched on it multiple times and we're running short on time. Sorry. Um, what hyped films are you not interested in at all? All right. Or, like, um, your interest wanes, or maybe, you know, you know we'll have to review it just because it's in our wheelhouse, but you're Spider-Man. Just... Far From Home. Far Same. From Home, yeah. That's what I put on mine. I have, uh, that one's absolutely on my list. The only other one that I put on there was actually Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, that one, yeah. Uh, for those the who Fast don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the Fast and Furious spinoff with uh, Dwayne Johnson and... Uh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham, thank the you. Transporter, yeah. Uh, so the transporter. <laughs> the, the guy from Snatch. Yeah, uh, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just... Furious 7 kind of lost me on the whole franchise. As nice as they handled Paul Walker's death, the rest of that movie is pretty terrible. Um, and I am just so not interested. Ronda Rousey was amazing. Like, I can't even. <laughs> I mean, say she's that. a badass. <laughs> what about you? Is it just Far yeah, From Home? Yeah, I, I put Far From Home. Out of all the Disney movies coming out, that's if I had to rank them all, that would be, you know, number nine, number ten of what I'm interested in. So I'd put Lego Movie 2 out there also oh, because yeah. I'm not, I never saw the first one. I I'm fell not really asleep during it. the first one, I, but I loved Batman and I loved Well, the I saw the Batman Ninjago. Lego Movie and I thought that was good. So, but, I, but the first Lego Movie I've heard things about and people liked it. I never really got into it and like, oh, two, fine, whatever it is, what it is. I'm not yeah. going to go see it unless you guys make me review it. That's fair. I'm in a position where I asked and you were like, no, please, no. (laughs) The the thing is, if you were to hold those two movies up 
in front of me like here we're gonna watch one of these I think Which I, two? I like, Lego Movie 2 and Far From Home I oh, think okay. I'd just rather watch the Lego movie I'd watch Far From Home in that, chain, in that case but yeah I'd go outside <laughs> okay. um, what three TV shows are you looking forward to in 2019 it could be a continuation of a 2018 it doesn't have to be a new show so Star Trek Discovery season 2 woo that's yeah, happening that's not surprising to any of us here. The currently untitled but officially announced for the fall Picard series. Okay. And The Good Place. Okay. Ryan. I'm going to say season six of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Punisher. Punisher 2. Uh, season 2. And yeah. then um, Swamp Thing. Nice. Yeah. That, okay. is, that is 2019, right? It's it supposed to be. Yeah, it seems like every time year. I look at it, it's so far away. I'm like, uh, it's getting closer. Yeah, I know. So I picked three movies that. TV shows. Uh, oh, yeah. I picked three TV shows that I haven't seen anything from other than trailers. Uh, so they're all new series Umbrella Academy, Good Omens. That does look interesting. Good Umbrella Omens Academy. and uh, Batwoman. Really? Batwoman? Like, yeah. So you were a big fan of her in the crossover? She's. Fantastic. Ruby Rose killed that role. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited the show's happening. I just feel so overwhelmed by the amount of CW content that's interconnected right now. Well, hopefully right. they'll cancel, cancel Arrow soon and then you don't have to worry about that one. <laughs> uh, Although I am liking this season. Continuing shows, it's definitely Punisher because I think that might be my favorite out of all of the series on really? Netflix? I think so. Man, it was just you were so little, good. You, were, you, you liked it on the podcast, but you didn't so seem good. like it was your favorite. I, the more I think about it, I just feel like it's it's just really good. So, uh, yeah, and American Gods is back. And right. I'm, I'm going to be glued. We're watching that as soon as it comes out. It's going to be live. Like that's, That was on that's my, my list show. until they confirmed that the Picard show was a 2019 show. I thought it was going to be 2020 at the earliest. It'll so. be 2020. Which shows are you most concerned about, do you think, are on the bubble? or? Well, Punisher um, Season 2, I think it's going to get canceled yeah. after that, I have a feeling. I also, Jessica Netflix Jones Marvel. Season 3. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for me, I was actually thinking more of, of shows that might actually just like drop in quality rather than be like, like scrub canceled. season nine. Okay. Yeah, ex- right. that's kind of where my thought process was because like we 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 basically know that no matter how good the Punisher and Jessica Jones are, it they're probably gone. doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Done with it, which is really unfortunate. So uh, I had uh, Stranger Things. Uh, oh yeah. Because okay. they're going a different direction, they're not following the same Demogorgon style story. I think they might be. It might end up as a misstep. Um, Game of Thrones, because I really don't see how they're going to live up to the hype that people have built up. It's like episode 9 for you. They're just, um, you don't think that they can... I mean, they didn't have the books to go off of like they did, you know, for most of the rest of the show, and uh, they have a lot that they've been telling people I'm there's going to be I'm actually more worried for. that George R.R. Martin's going to watch this, and it's going to... Give him ideas. Uh, <laughs> it's going to influence his next book, and that'll be it. I mean, he'll just make a novelization of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... Third, and probably the one that I'm, I'm, I'm most hoping I'm wrong about, is Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because it changed networks. Um, and while be rough. Sometimes it's a good thing. Like, we got an amazing finale of Scrubs before they did med school. But Mindy Kaling's show, The Mindy Project, got picked up by Hulu, and that last season was shit. I hated right. every second of it. So, while I truly hope I am very wrong, because I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I'm super psyched that it's continuing... Changing networks is never an easy thing for a show to do. There's a lot of changes that take place, and this season seems to have been made pretty quickly without much of a gap um, between its cancellation and this. So um, hope I'm wrong.
Ryan. I said Ryan. He did. Oh, yeah. Sorry. My bad. Okay. Um, the only other one I had that was different from you guys was The Walking Dead. I feel like mm. uh, Andrew Lincoln's departure could be very bad for the show. I think it may drop in ratings again. And this being the ninth and uh, tenth seasons they're looking at, I think it might be done. I think I'll tell you that the few episodes that have happened since Andrew Lincoln have left have been surprisingly good. So it's and that's it's, great. It's, it's sad because I do really love Andrew Lincoln and Rick Grimes. You know he was perfect. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and well, a... Fear the Walking Dead also is now crossing over to the Walking Dead. There, it is, there's yeah. a character going from one show to the other, so uh, you know that might give it a little bit of a boost from people that maybe watch Fear the Walking Dead, and not Walking Dead. Who knows? I don't, right. I don't know. But yeah, I'm that's probably one to be it took that long, about. to be honest. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, as soon as they announced it, I was like, okay, so they're gonna have one character right in the first episode that shows up. Uh, yeah. They didn't. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for our 2019 predictions, concerns, hopes uh, and fears. Hopes and fears. <laughs> yeah. That's. I mean, I don't. One thing we didn't mention is John Wick three comes out. I think yeah. It's it's supposed to have a higher body count than two. So yeah, uh, yeah any movies coming out that you guys are just. Looking forward to or... Glass. Yeah. I think, um, let's see. How to Train Your Dragon 3. My girlfriend's mm-hmm. really into dragons, so we're definitely going to see that. I need to watch the second one. I did really like the first one, though. It was um, good. Let's see. Aladdin. Yeah, you, I know you guys are really excited for that because you love the original. And I'll probably go see it because I'm sure we're going to review it. I love the Disney it, live adaptations. I am the demographic for that. Those are made for me in mind. So I'm, I'm on fair. board for all of them. I'm going to go see all of them. I mean, we didn't talk about Sonic at all, but oh jeez, or uh, Kingsman three. No I'm not, Karen Egerton, no care. I yeah, I, I didn't really the like Tatum the, the second good. one. I didn't really like the. It's sequel. a prequel. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah well, it, it, it follows Colin Firth's character. Oh, well, I was the, and Mark like Strong's back. Okay, well that that's a good recipe for me. But he's not going to sing Country Roads. So. He might. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out why he loves that song. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to look, and like this year is a little weird for me. I mean, I'm, I'm curious about Toy Story Four. I felt like three, yeah. three was such a fitting end to those characters. I feel like I don't think you could have ended a trilogy any better than that. What about the Jumanji sequel? Are you looking forward to that? I didn't see the other Jumanji, <laughs> so, uh, so like I'm a little concerned about Toy Story Four. But I mean, I'll, I'll definitely go see it. I'm sure. Are you concerned about Zombie Land Two? Uh, oh right, that is this year. So Zombieland Two, I'm looking forward to at the moment. We don't know much about it because you know it's been kind of kept under wraps. But they've already spoiled the cameo that wasn't spoiled at all in the first one. Like yeah, that, that was, was a huge they didn't, surprise watching yeah. that. But I, I think, only do that through social media. I think that's the problem though. Is that so? It's been ten years. Right. Has it really? That's what they're releasing it yeah. for the 10th anniversary. Oh my god! And the movie takes place 10 years later. And I he looks old in the last one. Bill Murray did. <laughs> it's important to think 10 years ago what the internet and social media were like and how much we knew about the movie industry as things were happening. As time goes, we just learn more and I think that's bad. I, I talked about this as part of my problem with Infinity War, right? Like I don't want to necessarily know all this stuff but when we do these podcasts, it's impossible for me not to get stuff Even if you spoiled. don't do the podcast. Yeah. I mean, you, that stuff is all over Facebook, people's contracts and stuff like that. It's I mean, it's frustrating. It's like you just you know stuff. As soon as someone signs on to a movie, you, you tend to find see, out about the, it. The one movie that comes into my mind with stuff like that is Tropic Thunder. We, we went into that movie. Nobody had any idea Tom Cruise was in it. He was uncredited. Yep. And that blew people away. And we, and I was one of the people that saw that movie. I was like, oh my God, Tom Cruise is in this movie and he's playing a really fat, ugly dude that I have no idea how they like got him to do that. But no, I'm I'm not, I don't know either. 
Also, uh, that movie could not be made today. But no, pro- probably not. But that, uh, if, if that had been spoiled, that probably would have affected my enjoyment of the movie. And I'm worried that Zombieland 2 is going to have that same issue. Now, this is slated. It is currently scheduled to release in December. But I'm not going to be shocked if we never hear from it again. And that's the Masters of the Universe reboot. That's right. We both mentioned that. <laughs> I mean... I'm not saying that they can't do better than in the Masters of the Universe we got in the 80s, but... Um, I'm saying without a cast and without filming, editing, and producing is Didn't not happening. did the director they had drop December. out? Yeah. So, yeah, they don't even have a director. So, like, I don't think that movie's happening, even though it still has the date secured. Um, that's part of the problem, though. Like, we have some of these movies, like, Gemini Man still has a date in... It's supposed to come out in October. We have zero casting information other than it's Will Smith playing the two lead roles, and um, we have. I figured we were gonna see a bright two this year, and but he's nothing. he's filming Bad Boys Three right yeah. now. Um, but out of everything that we've talked about so far, um, I I'm not a huge horror person, but I am looking forward to uh, Jordan Peele's Us. I really like to Get Out, and I'm very curious what Us is going to end up being. Like I like the idea of there's evil doppelgangers out there so jordan peele has my attention and you were curious speaking of horror though you were also kind of curious about brightburn yes so brightburn uh it looks like it's gonna be a horror superman like what happens if clark kent wasn't essentially a good person but instead kind of this sociopathic asshole as a child and yeah uh the the quality of the trailer is pretty poor, to be completely honest. It doesn't look like anything amazing, but the story behind it looks fantastic, so I'm interested to see it. The only other movie that I wanted to touch on is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which is Guillermo oh my God. del Toro. And um, it, those stories as a kid were horrifying. It's slated to come out in August, uh, so it's actually going to beat Are You Afraid of the Dark and The Addams Family. Into the into the theaters because those two movies are happening, um, but this was this one I'm actually very curious about. We know really very little about it. There's really there's no poster, there's no trailer, there hasn't been any set footage or photos that I'm aware of. Um, but Del Toro rarely disappoints, uh, and this is something that I loved as a kid, so I'm very interested. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Anything else, guys? No, I don't think, I think so. We covered most everything. Okay, so next week, join us live at uh, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for our Titans review of the entire season. If you have not watched it, you may want to pause us that that week and come back. Or just watch it now because you're yeah. listening to us. And you, you got, got some time. time. It's only you, 10 episodes. You've got a 11. week. You can yeah. do this. Sorry. You can do this, guys. And then the week after, we're going to review Glass. And then the week after that, we're going back to our DCEU. We're going to write Wonder Woman. So that's kind of January for us. That's what we're doing. Join us every Tuesday live on Twitch at 8 p.m. Listen to the podcast every Friday morning. Uh, We drop it on iTunes and Spreaker and Blog Talk Radio Google Play, and Google Play. Play. yeah, and I guess that's we're the, looking into Spotify. And that's the important thing. No, we can't. We can't do Pandora. Okay, so Spotify. So we're, we're looking into some other stuff too, but pretty much almost anywhere you can you can get podcasts. We're there now. If you have a podcast app, and yeah, we moved to Fridays mm-hmm. for our normal release. Uh, if you were not aware, we used to be Thursdays. We are now doing Fridays. Lastly, before we uh, sign off. 
I have put together Heroes Pod, well, Screen Heroes playlists. We're going to be putting those up on the website. If you only want to listen to, you know, reviews of films, it'll be on there. If you only want to listen to our fan casts or our DCEU episodes, now you can, you know, exactly where those are and what order to put them in. So you can create your own, but I've got the list all ready for you guys. Before we close out, do you guys have any favorite episodes that we did last year oh, of our yeah, show? Oh, yeah, that's right. Or favorite moments so, of our show? I love every episode with you guys. Oh, Lies. But. Come out. So are crappy. My favorite episode, or my favorite moment, was when John Holloway came on for A Wrinkle in Time and he wouldn't stop doing Chris Pine impersonations. He kept saying, imagine it! And it was so loud and jarring. Imagine it! Every time I recall it in my brain, I like giggle out loud. So I can't help but... That one's it. Like, also, I don't think we had a, reviewed a movie that we all hated so much <laughs> that it just became laughable. Like, before yeah. we had reviewed some mediocre films that we like found some good parts in. But Usually, this one, someone is like trying to advocate for the movie, right? <laughs> and this one, none of us could do it, so yeah. it just became a giant joke, and it was a fun episode to record. So for me, it's it's less a moment and more of um, a, a series that we kicked off, and that was that we kicked off our fill our holes reviews in 2018, our, our retro reviews, and we did Hero, uh, the 1966 Time Machine, and Cable Guy were the only three very we did, different movies, right? Mm-hmm. And it's where it's a new kind of segment we're doing, and we're going to continue it in 2019, where each one of us goes through picking a movie that at least one of the others has not seen. And most of these are probably going to be fairly older films in general. Um, we're looking for stuff, you know, 10 years old or older, and I may even push to go farther back for some of our stuff. Um, so I really love that. I thought it was a cool way for us to kind of step out of what we normally talk about. You know, where we really focus a lot on the big blockbuster stuff and the superhero stuff. And this was a cool way for me to watch some movies that, like, The Cable Guy, I just missed and never had a chance to watch. And now you're so happy that you saw it. And it was, I, I love Jim Carrey, and I was, it was an enjoyable experience. It really was. So I'm glad that we did that, and we wouldn't normally have had an opportunity to. And Hero is probably the most beautiful movie I've ever watched, if not one of the top ones. And that's something that I had missed as well, because I just didn't didn't think about it at the time. So I'm hoping that we continue that in 2019. Uh, I plan on it. It's on the schedule for February. It's my pick again. And I picked Children and Men, which is currently on Netflix, so nobody has to buy it. Which I watched when I was in junior high, I think. I never right? got to see that one, and I've always wanted to watch it. So that'll be good. There you go. Ryan, what about your I moment? I would say, okay, so I have a favorite episode my, and a favorite moment. My favorite episode was pitching the sitcoms. Oh, oh yeah, God, that was so much fun. Yeah, because um, Derek really loves sitcoms, and like, that really <laughs> came through. But we all all had very different uh, ideas of what we would want to do. Some more I outlandish than others. Dana Carvey to be my in real life dad. Yeah. So well, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Now you don't have to listen to the episode. So, <laughs> um, so that was my favorite episode. Um, my favorite moment was probably on the Fill Our Holes review for Cable Guy when we got to ask Derek about the Star Trek scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that for, because I had been looking forward to hearing what Derek thought about that movie, but specifically that scene, since I found out he had never seen Cable Guy, like yeah. I had been wanting to know what he would think of that. Um, and it didn't disappoint. So um, that was, uh, yeah, those were my favorite. 
Those are good guys. Yeah, I mean, most of my favorite moments just came from when we did something different than what we normally do, which is review the new stuff. You know, when we did something else, tends to it tended to be really fun. And we, Should we just stop reviewing movies? Good, no, like, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I still enjoy picking apart movies. Okay. But I just, I don't want us to forget some of the other stuff that we do, because it's been fun. You know, when we talked about practical effects and we did an episode on special mm-hmm. effects for the digital effects and like it was just really cool talking through some of our favorite stuff. Absolutely. You know, so, Well, you can expect more of that in 2019. We've got some new segments coming up. We're going to continue old segments and uh, see a lot of cool stuff this year. So looking forward to 2019. Absolutely. Ryan, where can people find you on the internet? On the internet. Way. <laughs> um, Buster Props. You can find me all over the place. We're, we're currently in the process of transitioning over to a Shopify store from Etsy, so we're going to be opening that soon. Cool. Uh, cool. To get away from Etsy and their horrible, horrible fees. Yeah, they so, are pretty bad. Yeah. Look forward to that. Derek? I am the Star Trek dude on Twitter. Come talk to me there. I also co-host Red Shirts and Runabouts, which is our network's Star Trek podcast and our first episode of the year. Uh, comes out this week so yesterday if you're listening to this uh when it came out and in a couple days if you're watching live and i am siren ray on facebook instagram and twitter i i forget all the social media and vero and vero yeah (laughs) the only person that posts there anymore is zack snyder it should just be the zack snyder network exactly (laughs) we will see you guys next week what we didn't tell them how to find the show I did earlier. She did earlier. Oh, I must have missed it. On iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Spotify. Google But Play, what's the handle? At Heroes Podcast. Or at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter. Yes. That's it. Yes, that's it. Okay, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>